I don't, I don't know. I, m- m- microphone check one, two. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> check, check one, two, one, two. <laughs> check, check one, two, one, two. <laughs> like, like I, I come in like microphone one, two, check, and then like we already get Al subscribing to 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 the streams. That's 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 a good way to start the podcast. Um, thanks. thanks for thank the you. sub. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, in case people can't tell, like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm specifically talking to the people who are like watching the stream right now, but, um, in case you can't tell, I got a new microphone. It's this nice little black thing here that I'm basically sucking on right now. Um, and I hope that like the people who, uh, who listens to the podcast afterwards can, can also hear, uh. A difference. I, you said that I was a little louder, a little more clear, or? Well, a lot more louder, yes. I, I, I do actually notice the lack of pop, pop filter in the sound, because there's a little little grainy crustiness, but I feel like after a while, some setting tweaking, you'll get it perfect. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Like, there's a there's a bunch of shit here, like a compressor, limiter, equalizer, mic gain, and shit. But honestly, I'm not, I'm I'm not that good with that stuff, which is weird because I've worked with microphones for like ten plus years now. Okay, you as the moment you started saying you worked with microphone ten years, and now it suddenly sounds a lot clearer. So I don't know what the hell. It might be like a distance you are from the microphone kind of thing. Uh, well, now I'm being told that I'm very very low. Uh, oh. hello, hello. It's, it's because I went from, uh, I I I went from auto level to manual. Ooh, okay, okay. So so now I'm in manual. I like manual personally. Okay, uh, hold on. it's 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 orange lining, which shows that like I I am uh close to redlining the microphone. So I think like. If I'm still low, I, I, okay, now we're good. Okay, great. Perfect. Great, great stuff for a podcast to like play around with microphones. <laughs> <laughs> we are nothing but the utmost professionals in this industry. Clearly. Absolutely. This guy uh, has uh, had the same gift since we started this podcast. <laughs> you, you know, like, I, I believe that when you sent me this way back when you, you were like, hey, don't worry, I'm going to like get it changed at some point. Yeah. And you know, now that I actually have the time, it's it has been on my whiteboard that I put under the how many days the rat has been has last been seen on my fucking board. I have the project files ready on Live Two D. The cloudy VTuber is a thing. The issue just comes. I have to put everything together, and that mm. is just the thing I've been procrastinating on. It, it like, on honest to God. If you if you like know or like really figure out like a perfect good way to make a VTuber, we might need to talk because I've been playing around with like with that idea for a while. Like, oh, like okay, so so here's the situation with that with me. I have watched a couple tutorials on it, and I told myself, okay, this is actually pretty easy to do, pretty easy to understand. It's basically how I'm doing like tweens and shit, and like like flash it's kind of like you know basic computer animation 
a lot of it is just like slide is like putting assigning assets to sliders, moving things around. And it's like I, I could do it. I really could do it. I just need to actually sit down and put the pieces together. And I am like blessed, blessed beyond belief, because I have a friend who goes by the cringy name, but I love her, uh Cutie Nerd DX, which was the name she wrote back in 2008. But she still kept it all this time. What a fucking champion. But like she I knew her back to back and like she said, hey, Cloudy, I made a V-tour of my maple avatar here because all the pieces are essentially the same. I'll give it to you. And all you have to do is just swap the assets around. And I'd be, oh, shit, that's hype. So I have it all in place. I have just been sitting on my ass, like just waiting to do it because uh, like our pieces aren't exactly the same. And, like, I'm just, it's just me being a lazy sack of shit. And I've been unemployed for an entire month. I've gotten a lot of my things in order. And, well, to be fair, a lot of my month, last month, was taken up by Final Fantasy XIV, which we'll talk about later in the podcast. Yeah. But now I have, like, literally no excuse not to finish the VTuber. So I have it. I'm going to try to get it next week, but do not quote me on it. But, yes. Uh... This this gift will not be here always. So hold hold it in your heart. This may be the last time you see me getting impaled in the chest. So savor it. Aww. But uh, but yeah, I, I was about to say like uh, you, you you say that you've been sitting around your ass doing nothing. But last time we had a podcast, I believe that in Final Fantasy fourteen you were level fifteen or thirty somewhere around that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, I and... just hit 30 and I at that point and I did actually finish the pugilist quest. I was really stupid and didn't realize that scene where squad pulled up was the one you were talking about, which was my fucking favorite. Yeah. Okay. And uh now you have officially started Heaven Sword. So like you say that you've been sitting around your ass, but like going from 30 to fucking like Heaven's Sword is uh, in a matter of two weeks. It's rather impressive. I mean, I still have like three days on my sub left to go putz around in Heaven's Word. But although I've been talking with uh, my roomie and I and I kind of expressed the idea as like, okay, before I actually go into Heaven's Word proper, I do want to do some downtime. And we we had a we had a talk, and I have like my goal plan for what I'm going to do. Hmm. Realm Reborn. I'm going Monk, because that is my favorite class. I love it. It's fun. Same as me. Uh, second run uh, for Heaven's Word. Be, and this is mostly because, like, my... Uh, I've been pushed a lot around, like, what I should, what change, class I should change, and I'm deciding, because it is really big on the story and it looks really cool, I'm going to go Dragoon for Heaven's Word. Same See as me. See where that takes me? Hell yeah. Third one, I'm probably also going to be same as you, because... You are you were really pushing tank, and I'm getting a lot of things back and forth. And while I'm deciding, I feel like I owe it to myself to beat to go Dark Knight if it's only for the story, because I, I what well, I don't know a lot what's going to happen specifically, but the only thing I know is that the uh, the writer for the Dark Knight storyline also wrote Shadowbringers. Yep. So even though even though they're not connected, probably, I still think it's very important that I 
if I'm gonna be here for the story, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to play that at some point. So if, it's gonna if, be yeah. If if rumors are to be believed, the entire thing is that she was in charge of making the uh the dark knight storyline and everyone in the office and players were like this is such a fucking standout in terms of quality uh and everyone was just like loving it to the point where she was asked hey will you please write the shadowbringer main scenario expansion storyline and apparently she did and it it is absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um, so I I don't know. Like I, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. Oh yeah, like uh, uh just to, like a quick side note. Like I kind of mentioned that we, that like weird comparison I made with like One Piece and uh, and the Shadowbringers, where like we had a we, there was there's an animation director who you're not gonna meet for like fucking five hundred episodes from now, but. She does. She she has her first. She doesn't have a very big filmography, but she she did one episode for One Piece, and it was so visually stunning that the create that the author and the rest of the animation team said, "Hey, we have a really important chapter coming up. I want you to make it." And, and when the episode dropped, people from all over the fandom basically agreed this was the best episode of One Piece. It's a thousand episode. It's episode like a thousand, but it is the best episode that's been animated so far, hands down. And that's how. And that's like how I imagine like Shadowbringers is gonna be. So I'm like, okay, I have I have my thing. Your boy's a punchy boy now. <laughs> kind of like how I how I showed in the fucking uh, in that one in the uh cla- in the uh the channel in our in your Discord. I found out of just a funny little quirk. Whenever you switch classes for the first time, uh, it doesn't automatically put on the armor if it's not equivalent, if you're level nope. one. So I'm just a man holding a stick in his fucking boxers. Yeah, you're fucking ready to fight God now in your boxers. <laughs> stick. Yeah. I stick. I, I killed a man. Although it's so funny going through these like early quests as like a lancer. Because, like, part of the uh, the storyline is, like, oh, who is this whelp? He doesn't look very strong. And everyone's like, don't look at him. He's gonna, like, he's gonna try to hurt you. And he, like, tries to stop the lance in front of you, trying to look cool. And I'm just thinking, bro, I literally fought, like, what, six gods with my bare hands? And you think a stick is gonna scare me? So when my character quaint. looks... How quaint. My character looks stone face and I'm like, yeah, he would be. <laughs> Bro, I could do more damage with my bare fucking fists than you can with a thousand pokes of your your fucking lance. Trying to be cool and shit, bro. I can't wait to fucking give this guy a wedgie. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Put him in a lager. <laughs> yeah. Uh but, but yeah, uh, you, yeah, you, you, ha- you have uh, you have beaten uh, a Rim Reborn with the um, with the uh, post uh, patches. I think we're gonna call them because because normally you call them post expansion patches, but this is like the ground game. So just post patches, um, right. 
and the the the, pro, the post realm reborn arc right before heaven's word i understand yeah yeah and uh, that it doesn't do include the cutscene um and uh, you have reached a point where um Alphino and the rest of the team have turned british yes so. okay uh, uh, so like uh, so like i i've been hearing this i knew this was going to be a thing for a while everyone's been writing and like here's the thing i recognize uh alphino's old voice actor immediately because uh it's sam regal he does the voice for uh phoenix right and i don't know if you guys watch or play or seen critical role but he also plays scanlan shorthall and that motherfucker i love him to death his acting and shit Although at the same time he has the same fucking voice for every character he does, he's like yeah. Vic Magnania with his with his Edward Ulrich voice. Once you hear it the first time, you hear it in fucking everything. Yeah, uh, yeah for, I, he, he's also like I think I mentioned it before, but he's also viral in in the dub of Grun Lagan, which is what yeah. made me go, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, that motherfucker has the same voice everywhere. But yeah, um. Uh, but yeah, like I will say, I kind of like Alphano's fucking uh, voice for uh, like his British voice. I'm like, okay, that's fair. He went from French, French the British. the Al- The name Alphano just makes a little less sense now, but whatever. He sounds a little better. But then we go to Horse Faucet or Horshefa. I call him Riku. Horshefa. I call him Riku. I fucking hate his new voice in Heaven's Word. I'm sorry. He sounds like the slimiest backstabby motherfucker. And like, he sounds like a bitch. I'm sorry. At least before, he actually tried to sound like a reasonable human being. Because there's not a lot in this fucking game. You can't have shit in Ulta! But I'll get there. (laughs) But like, uh, it is so hard to like... I I just saw like the one cutscene with Hoshifa. Horse fart. Horse, horse faucet, as Raj likes to call him. Uh, 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 as Alice calls him, uh, Horfarts. Horfarts, yeah. Horfarts. It's just... I don't know. I'm gonna have to get used to everybody. But, like... Uh, yes, I am officially there. I started Heaven's Ward. I got the, I got the intro cutscene. Uh, my roommate and I, once we finished Realm of Born, we watched the trailer... Then once we entered Heaven's Word, we watched the trailer for that. And it's like, ooh, that's really fucking cool. It's kind of aware of the translation issues with Japanese whore fart. Uh, I, I think I brought it up to you before that in the Japanese version, Horsha uh, font is insanely thirsty. Like downright rapey for the Warrior of Light. Oh yeah, no, I, to- I, I, I know that. And it's like... Yeah, you definitely see it now in the new dub. Whereas, like, before he seemed like a calm, chill dude, and now he's like, mm, oh, 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 suck oh, on oh, your oh, ass. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, you, you, you don't even know. Like, this was always, like, the, the, uh, the change of dub, uh, 
like uh, between I remember Born and and Hemsworth. That didn't change anything. It, like it changed his tone, but not not not, not what he said. In the Japanese version, he's actively like saying like, "Hey, you should take a bath. Want to go take a bath with me?" Like stuff like that. Like he's <laughs> actively trying to get inside of the warrior light. Or maybe he wants the warrior light inside him. I don't know. You know, I I don't judge. I don't judge. Point is, like I see it. I definitely see it now. Before he was like. Like my 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 uh my my roomie who I'm playing with uh we we was like he kept having to like assure me that like there's always a, there's always a set of people who like him for very specific reasons and I'm like okay and I didn't and didn't really click until the voice change came in and I'm like oh new context oh my god I hate it but uh. But I feel I, like if he had that first voice, more people would fall into that. I I personally love uh, Horshipon just because like he's your biggest fan, and just like no matter how bad shit gets, Horshipon is always there during you on, and so like it's the same thing that like you 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 see with uh with one piece which we're also going to get into later where mm-hmm. you just have the squad behind you just just like go on you oh, can do it do all it. the time and like yes he comes across as a little like too much at times but honestly yeah. I, I just love that he's always there i mean considering what happens at the end of post uh, realm reborn we need we need a little horse in our lives Horshafar, yeah. Horshafar. I, I, I'm gonna just keep saying Horshafar because that's what I heard first, and I just can't get out of my head. Or I can call him Riku because the moment I saw him, he had that same fucking Kingdom Hearts ass haircut, and I just referred to him as Riku for the majority of the game. That's fair. But uh, yeah. Um. Oh God. Ah oh, God. Like uh, hmm. To yeah, say how to start. How to start? Because um, yeah, you finish Roma Born on a decent high note. You kind of, I mean, it's 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 your bog standard anime fight where you're not the protagonist. Sid is because really the whole thing is just Sid, he, him bringing you there to beat the shit out of these people. Which you know what? Fine, cool, whatever. I'm just here to clap hands with these assholes, and it's all good and fine and dandy and whatnot. And then we go to post Heaven's Word, and then we meet probably my uh, po- at the po- time post Roman Born, post Roman Born. Yeah, sorry, post Roman Born pre Heaven's Word. We meet. Uh, we're doing your basic quest. We're going back and forth between here and the Waking Sands and the Rising Stones, and then we meet fucking uh, Moon Britta, who unabashedly is my was my favorite Scion. And I have to say, okay, sport was because of what happens. And like, I want to just point out, I'm not a fan of the Scions. I, I thought they're all kind of cute and charming, but none of them really spoke out to me. Like Fancred being that little tries to be a cool playboy, but everyone puts him down. That's like a fun little gimmick, but that's not here or there. Then we get Moonbrita, uh, a fucking badass ro- ro- Rogadin woman. Who gets shit done, which I which I, I kind of attribute to like the leader of the uh, fucking Ma- of Maelstrom, the with the other lady whose name I can't pronounce. Melwip. Who, 
Merlin, yeah. Just all of these ladies seem to be like my saving grace when playing this game. And I'm like, out of all the science, she actually had answers. We got shit going. We didn't like put fought around with our asses of our thumbs. When there was a fucking evil ass man, Assian, I'm still gonna call him an ass man, who broke breaks into her fucking room. She just likes okay, I'm not talking anymore. She just grabs her big ass axe and fucking tries to chop him. And then we have a raid boss, and then fucking Moon Britta fucking sacrifices her life. And I'm like, I can't believe I fell for it. I never fucking fall for this in any media I watch where it's anime, where it's fucking shit. I usually can tell where the red flags are coming. And even when I talked to Ruby about this, they saw the red flags immediately, but I fucking fell for Moonbrita. Damn. Hey, hey, Cloudy, do you not want to hear about her family back home? It's her last day before she retires. <laughs> I'm, I was under the impression that they already fucking died because of the raid. I might have mis- misunderstood that. Because I think she came from that, like, area that got attacked earlier, and they all fucking died. And I thought, oh, she's going to be the last survivor. No, she joins them. So without anyone spoiling anything, I demand Cloudy explain the overall plot so far what's going on with the Asians. Uh, no. They're <laughs> all ass men, as far as I'm concerned. They're like... My they're people. like the... F- white people. <laughs> they're like the... How do I... Uh, they're like the... Uh, fucking... Has anyone here read Animorphs? How there's like these little <laughs> parasite people that go up people's ears and control their brains and shit? That's kind of what I see the Asians right now. They're all these little yurt motherfuckers taking over people and all this religion and they're uh, doing this all in the name of Zodiac. Which, I'm looking at this right now. We have Zodiac the Black Crystal and Hydaelyn the, the White Crystal. And I'm just basically sitting here in the middle like, oh shit, I'm in the middle of another divorce dispute, aren't I? Yeah. Damn it. Uh, they're just fighting for custody, and I have to be in the middle. Uh, wow, this is fucking stupid again. I can't believe I have to live through this. Okay, so, um, it, it, it's funny that you say that, because it just makes me think, uh, the, uh, the ages of, um, of Final Fantasy fourteen are typically, uh, parted up in between, uh, umbral age and something else i forget what it is crystal they, i think they call it the age of crystal or some shit yeah so uh like that's basically like the divorce like you get the kids every umbral age i get them every crystal age <laughs> astral astral <laughs> has anyone here read anyone oh god um, no, I like no, I like I like I like the other title that we agreed upon because yeah. we're going to get to it because we can't have shit in Ulta <laughs> because afterwards, uh, let's so basically, uh, real quick, the plot is essentially uh, the Yurts are invading the asses of all these people because they're working for Zodiac, who's trying to keep claim custody over the realm of light even though according to the age of astral it is now Heidelin's turn to take care take the kids but where they were gonna have another dispute so the entire world blows up so they can have my soul great whatever that's what i'm assuming 
I don't care about any of that because as far as, as cool as Crystal Mommy is, and it was neat that she came in when we were when we were punching the shit out of Ultima Weapon. I am just a little salty, and I need somebody to explain this to me because uh, as I was doing like the dragon raid right before my favorite girl died, uh, she uh, we got into this thing where this dragon came up and was like, uh, "Hey, I'm gonna just remove this blessing off of you." And now that you don't have your blessing, Moonbreda has to give up her life to make sure you seal away this Asian. And I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, the dragon is the reason the Moonbreda fucking died. So now I'm just full on board with, you know, dragon genocide. That's just me. Fuck him. I'm angry. But I'll let it, I'll let it slide this time for the sake of plot. Uh, I'm really not a fan of Ishgard. I'm really a fan of any of those fuckers, because they're like those... They're the kind of people who are so intertwined with, like, the law, and they're like, hey, we're not going to lift a finger, but we're in such a really advantaged position that you kind of have to help us. And I'm like, you fucking cunt. Amazing stance to have going into Heaven's Word. I don't know what that means. I know the ninja lady was an Al-Ra, so she's a dragon. She's cool. Fuck that little long-necked lizard bitch who's flying around as my minion. I hate him. I hope I can eat his flesh. Uh, Mikasoma? Uh, M M Midsum Midsummer, I think his name is. I don't know what the fuck his name is. Uh, yeah, it, it, I think it's, uh, uh, it's the, um... Uh, hold on, let me, let me... It's like a, it's like a Viking pronunciation, and I have yeah, no fucking it, idea. It, it's Mika's Omar. It's, uh, it's the, um, it's the World Serpent. The World Serpent, yeah. FUCK HIM! Uh, like, I, I'll admit, I will admit, I will admit, I need, I do need to rewatch it, because at the time I was doing the raid, I was in a call with my friend, who has been kind and letting me enjoy the story, and this... Uh, level 90 uh, person who will not shut the fuck up about the story despite the fact I'm trying to watch the story. Um, we're going to call him Biscuit for the sake of this. And they, to be fair, they do an amazing job trying to sell the story to you, how good it is and how great it is is going to get later on. Mm. And I'm just, and like they talk about how, they're like especially massive fans of Shadowbringers and they're the ones who kept professing about the whole uh, legend of like the uh, of the writer for the early Dark Knight uh, writing, because they were talking about oh they started off as an Adrologian and they loved the way they played but now they're they kind of like with all the changes and nerfs they don't feel the same anymore so they just go went to Dark Knight and they're like oh my god this is such beautiful Jungian psychology the shadow blah 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 it's really we deserve better and I'm like okay cool yeah sure. And while they're, and they're doing this while I'm mid cutscene, and I'm telling them, "Can I watch?" And they're like, oh, "But I have to explain." And I'm like, "Okay." So I will admit, I'm I, I'm getting to a point where I'm hearing so fucking much about uh, Final Fantasy fourteen ahead of time that my expectations are being ballooned, and it's and I'm getting a little bit of salty burnout because again, I'm less. My reaction to Moonbrita wasn't as much of a fucking 
shock and pain as more as it's been very how do i put this like i, I described this for ruby yesterday but it actually took me out of the game not because like i thought it was bad writing like it was probably like, like yes moonburner was essentially fridged but it is it is kind of one of those things that has to happen to put you into where you are in heaven's word you kind of need that whole you're on that hero's ride, and now we need to knock you back down, so you start back from zero. And that's yeah, things cool. have to fall apart. Exactly. Like, and I was expecting that, and I could be do that. But like the moment she died, I just immediately, like fucking that, knew where we were going. It's like, oh, okay, here we go. Everything we were working for, fucking Nanima's gonna get assassinated. Boom. I'm gonna get betrayed by all the fucking uh, crystal fuckers. I forgot the Excellent. crystal braids. Yeah, no, uh, crystal braids, yeah. Yeah, there, boom. Like, everyone who I either care about is going to sacrifice to me and I'm going to be fucking alone. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Alpha, no. He's, if he, like, he's probably going to get betrayed and he's going to be just thrown into the same wagon as me. And out of everybody in the Scions, who I'm going to be left with, it's going to have to be that pointy-eared, knife-eared bastard. And of course, it's just everything kept going down and down. We got like the Lalafels mugging being, oh, smug bastards with the law. And at least we got diced potatoes out of it, so that was funny. But like, I'm a little salty that like he died that way, because I'm like, it couldn't have been Dorito that got cut in half. It had to be that fucker. Because you were talking about earlier in the middle of post uh, Realm Reborn. That the, this motherfucker's whole ambition was trying to uncover the Omega weapon. And I'm like, oh shit, that's gonna be so fun. Is that what we're leading up to for the end of this? I'm gonna have a cool boss raid, let's go. And then it's just... Eh. And we talked about fucking uh, the raid for that uh, one ass man I was fighting before Moonbrita sacrificed herself. How uh, this was the first time I got a chance to do a of my first uh, level 3 limit break. And I was going to, and then a dark knight, and the, the and then a dark knight popped it before I could. Like the boss health bar was so fucking small, I couldn't fucking taste it. And it's like, oh, we need to protect from the damage, and I'm like, okay. Uh, so real quick, I'm just gonna fucking elbow my way in here because it's been hard to actually comment on anything because you've just been bang, 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 bang. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, real quick about biscuit, uh, cut him out of your life. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> not not cut them out of your life, but ask them kindly to shut to please shut the fuck up. Uh, if because um. Final Fantasy XIV is not without its flaws. The whole like thing with young psychology, as a guy who cares a lot about psychology, and you notice, uh, and who has an education in, uh, within it, I haven't seen any signs of prevalent young psychology within Final Fantasy XIV as a whole. I don't know where they're getting that from, uh, mm -hmm. but that's neither here nor there. But the problem is that, th like, this whole ballooning of of your expectations can definitely hurt your overall experience with, with the game as it's something that I have personally experienced when I've been reading through Vinland Saga, which is just like, I've been told that it's like up there with Berserk and, and Vagabond and I could not disagree more. Um, so like definitely ask them kindly to, to uh, like, like seriously ask them not to, to to do that it will effectively ruin your experience because i've been try like i've been telling you that okay this is where like they they 
like with Heaven's Sword, it's where they kind of like they they find their rhythm, like they get the ball rolling. It feels like this yeah. is where like they like now they know how, what they want to do, and they ha- and at the time like now they have more of a budget. They they have time to like probably scope uh, scope this thing out and, mm-hmm. and plan it and, and and stuff like that. Uh, but when I was going into to Heaven's Ward, I had people in no like short amount just constantly flipping the fuck out about how this was the like second coming of Christ. That it yeah uh, that it is like the best written fiction known to man, and it's yeah. not. It's good, but it's not that. And people need to fucking calm the fuck down. That you have all these like. That you could predict where, where, uh, where the oh, end of the world was going yeah. to end. Like, I'm not going to say like you won't be able to do that with, with, with Heaven's Ward, but at the at the same time, I still think that 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 Heaven's Ward uh, and the post content for it does a lot of like really good stuff. But it it, it is so dangerous to just like overhype it. So I would definitely like say like take it from me. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good, it's a really good expansion. It has its flaws. It can get a little long in the tooth, but ultimately, I really like it. I'm not gonna sit oh, here yeah. and tell you it's the best thing ever. I'm not gonna say here that it revolutionizes writing. I'm not gonna sit here and claim to you that it's the best thing that Final Fantasy has ever put out. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, like so. I, I do want. I do want to just like point out my like my my friend Narumi has been like the most accommodating mentor going through this game because it's so great. She is patient as all hell. She lets me watch all the cutscenes. She reminds me all the time. Listen, I don't care if you're in the middle of a raid and like the cutscene, and like the cutscene is is going on, and then like everyone's gonna try to fight without you. Just enjoy the story, and I do that, and it made the game a lot more enjoyable because. I will say, my biggest gripe about the game from, like, a mechanic standpoint, the fact you have these cutscenes mid-raid, even if it's your first time, I feel is a bit... Mm, because I get you want to make it seem cool, but, like, also, it's a raid. Other people have done this, and they're, you're going to have to have these players to, like, jump around. And then, like, there, there was this really hilarious part. We were, uh, we were doing this little, like, uh, dungeon where we were sa- uh, saving that uh, leader of the uh, sprites. And I'm in the middle of the cutscene, and it was showing how this big fucking scorpion motherfucker was coming down from the ceiling, and uh, the Asian was, like, uh, like summoning him. And then as soon as I'm out of the cutscene, and I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right away, that is something that they they very quickly do away with the the part where you are in uh hanging out with sid in those two like dungeons there um they are the only ones that have an unskippable cutscene like that and the other dungeons later on will have all of the important cutscene stuff before and then maybe they will have like a cutscene that like introduces the boss like where they come in and be like i'm strong and then like you fight them there's not a lot of talking or anything else so luckily uh, you don't have to worry about that going forward okay i'm really glad like as far as things go because like it was like 
here's the thing. I don't skip my cutscenes. Remember when we were talking about like we were doing that part? I was I was doing like that one on one fight with that one guy, which you didn't even know was a thing. But like, I never knew you could skip the cutscenes, so I just let them play out. But that didn't really bother me because I used that time to like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do, and I love that it was so. I'm gonna call it hard. Because it's only hard because you're stupid like me until you've learned the mechanics. It's like, oh, instead of running straight behind him where the damage overlaps, just tank the hit to the side. And then he's a bitch baby. And I'm like, damn, I learned a thing. It's like it's like when you get your ass kicked in a fighting game and then you just have that idea like, oh, that's how I beat this. And then you fold him like a pancake. Or an omelet. You fold them like an omelet. You don't fold pancakes. You flip them. Um, but it's like, but like, honestly, none of that bothered me. Honestly, I had a genuinely really fun time, really nice and wholesome time, just like going through the game. Honestly, for all the people warning me that Realm of Born was going to be like the weakest part, I, you know, I'll definitely admit it probably is, but it's legitimately good in its own right. It's solid. It's fun. The and, and, only and, time. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was about to say, and I think that, like, on on, on that note, just because, like, with, with the whole ending of When We're Born, like, the post-content, you you have been very critical, very loud, and all that stuff, uh, but I know this, but maybe it's important for, for the viewers to know that, like, despite all these things, you do not dislike of When We're Born. Am I correct in that assumption? Oh, yeah, definitely, actually. Yeah. Like, I don't, like... Okay, I, I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I genuinely have a really good time with it. Like, for for as a lot of people warning me as how rough it's going to be, as far as, like, a beginning start was, I just had a good time. Like, I want to put this in perspective. When I go into MMOs, I come from a game like MapleStory, where the story at the time was like, hey, uh, we have something in the background. None of it matters. Do your own thing. The term MapleStory used to mean... You make your own fucking story. And that was the appeal. That's what I thought all MMOs were going to be about. So me going into an MMO and like absorbing the writing wholesale is a lot. But because I know it's a big appeal, I'm giving it the fair due it deserves. And I'm that's why I'm going through this a lot. I'm giving, um, I'm, what, what's the word? I'm not criticizing every little thing, but I am willing to say if I find something's wrong. And as far as the issues that I have, a lot of them were just like, you know, quality of life things, like the cutscenes mid-dungeon, uh, playing with controller. There's like a little features that are a little eh, but like I've, I basically fixed that for myself. My, I will say the only time I started being like really critical about this was during the ending of uh, Realm Reborn. And I do want to attribute a lot of it to the overhype I've been getting, especially from Biscuit. But, like, again, like, I only, I was only one with, in with one call, Biscuit, and I talked with my roommate about it, and we were like, yeah, sorry about that. I did not... We, they, they, they want me to, like, be more involved with, like, more people. Because a lot of the times we were just doing these in one-on-one -on -one calls, but this was like one of the first or second times I was in like a group chat and without fail, there's always going to be some person um, just taking control of the entire conversation and just talking non-fucking-stop. And yeah, yeah. 
I want to point out, uh, like, I have my own really personal bugbear when it comes to this, when it comes to, like, uh, writing and stories and such. And the biggest thing I have is people confusing misery for good writing. Because, like, they take the whole grimdark thing and, like, miss the forest for the trees. Because, how do I, like, what's the best way I can describe this? You know how berserk it is... One of the best written stories of fiction, period, right? Mm -hmm. But you also have a lot of people who misunderstand it to the point it's painful. Where they see, they think it's the best story because at the surface level they see all the blood and gore and like torture and sin and all this nasty shit going on. And then she's like, oh my god, that's so mature and adult. Oh fucking hell. And then it's like, they're not reading into any of the themes. They're not seeing Guts' humanity or willingness to struggle. They just see him killing people. It's like, oh yeah, that's so cool. That's the exact same vibe I got at the end of Realm Reborn. After all the hype, all the talk, all the explanations. When I saw everything tumbling down, I'm like, oh god, is this what I'm in for? I I think that like that that was where, what the issue was with a lot of Game of Thrones, uh, which was like, oh, it's so cool because it's so mature because there's this entire scene where people are talking where a girl is literally getting fingered in the asshole uh, in the background, and like, like there, there there are way too many people who equate the thing that where if you have a, like an emotion that is immediately just like good writing, but mm-hmm. I I will definitely say and I think that's where like. My biggest uh, gripe with something like uh, Nia comes from is that it it will instill a feeling of shock, disgust, or sadness in you, but it will not like root it within you. Like yeah. you you will feel sad, but then like that sadness will go away, and it's not like anything that kind of lingers with you. The things that like linger with you uh, for with good writing is the stuff where like where like. It it has it's something that you can reflect on yourself, or or maybe like oh you will never be able to let go of 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 this one moment. I there's this um yeah the the jump scares of emotional writing. That's oh, that's a that's it. a perfect that is a perfect way to put it. Honestly, yeah. Uh, I I remember I I have a book called uh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which is uh. It's also a movie. I can only recommend it. It stars Tom Hanks. Uh, but it's about a autistic boy who is on the phone with his dad during 9-11. And mm-hmm. in, the, in the book, uh, the boy starts suffering a panic attack. And I feel like I brought it up before. But as he starts having a panic attack, the uh, space between the letters starts getting more and more narrow until it all just bleeds together into like this big black mesh of letters. And like that one stuck with me because it is so different and so unique and such an interesting way of showing a like a panic attack. It's all these thoughts and feelings and and things that you can't control all blending into one. And like that that is good writing because it fucking sticks with you uh, to this day. Mm-hmm. I can still remember this from a book that I read when I was fucking twenty two or something. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely with you there. Like, just because, oh, uh, Nanamo got poisoned and uh, f- fucking Raban's arm got cut off and 
all of the science are now gone and yada yada. Like people go, oh, that's so good writing because bad stuff happens and it makes me feel bad. No, no, mm. yeah. Um, like, but I, but I will say real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Like the same thing with you have with like Mabel's story, mm-hmm. where you're like not used to like a story having any like real significance or meaning or actually even no. being there. I came from mm-hmm. World of Warcraft and I was so used to having expansions where like you beat the big baddie and then everything is is peachy until the next expansion where more bad shit happens. Uh, so it was like. It, it, for me, it was fucking fantastic with 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 the 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 cutscene as it's now being referred to the uh, the parting glass, where like everything is just falling apart and you're like you have multiple points of no returns because like I was so not used to that, uh, so it was very interesting for me and like it it is definitely something that's going to stick around with me even as much as like we're willing to say that it's not necessarily the best writing it's still something that is rooted within me but just because of how different it was and how it was like how the fuck are we gonna like move forward from this mm-hmm. yeah like I, I i will definitely say i think if i wasn't in a call with biscuit i would have had a, maybe a more positive thing it's just my first issue was just because there like there was an issue where uh what was it what was it what was it uh the the hype the hype i'm i'm sorry like my my mind is just going all over the place just cuz i'm just really i i came into this way more frustrated because i was getting bombarded by not only biscuit but like from everyone around me who were so excited that you know the writing for this game is so fantastic that it is some of the best things ever made and like the the gameplay is not much to write home about so it has to be the story and when the cutscene happened i was just tired i was just i i honestly hated it i thought it was fucking boring because i called every single beat as it happened the moment my favorite character died because i'm like oh we were this is gonna be a game where you're gonna have these we're gonna have these expectations and we're gonna pull the rug under you because nobody's ever done that to you not especially not in real life no it's like i'm not saying i want escapism but i'm like when you have so many people praising the story and then you get to that and it's just Oh, so it's is this a game? Is the, is the entire point that people have been getting up to is because they want to see me suffer? Is suffering suddenly the good thing? Am I just in a room with a bunch of like grim dark fanatics? I was like honestly considering uninstalling the game because I couldn't care for it anymore because I just thought this was what I was going to be in for. That I'm going to work my fucking ass off, grinding for dungeons, having making these connections, trying to enjoy the story. And then at the last minute, because we have to have an expansion, shit's always got to be bad. We're going to have the big reset and drag your bass back down to level one. I mean, you're still level 50, but essentially, for as far as your social score is, you're going to be level one. Because everyone, everyone you care about is fucking dead. Or in a very bad place. And I feel like... That was just a thing I noticed for a lot of the a lot of the stories that are always touted as quote unquote the best. Like 
Attack on Titan, Game of Thrones, uh, uh, Berserk, uh, the the one you're reading right now, which Vinland Saga, uh, fucking Vagabond, where people will zero in on the suffering and not explain any of the meaning behind it. And that's what I feel like turns me off a lot of these really good stories. It's just, if, 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 I had the impression because of all this hype and then that cutscene happens. I'm just like, if if this is what I'm in for, for the next five fucking expansions, I'm not wasting $10 on this every month. I'm not wasting any more of my goddamn time. I'll just do something else because I get enough of that everywhere else in my life. <laughs> I I that was depressing. Uh, yeah. I I I can reassure you that uh, this is the only expansion that does that. And if I don't recall if I have done it, but if I have like hyped up the, uh, the like the, the parting class scene, uh, it is ultimately just because of the of to me like I didn't predict it. Uh, yeah. So like the the the, the plot twist. Of like oh shit everything is, is going bad it's not like because of the misery because if, if like if i want to be miserable i just go and read uh the 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 the, the comments for maiden abyss i i i, <laughs> I, I uh, uh so I, I'm, I'm right there with you like there, ne- there needs to be like rhyme or reason for it um i i don't believe that it's going to be spoilers that uh, that the heaven the transition between a Roman reborn and heaven's ward is the only time where it does this thing where it kind of like resets you like where mm-hmm. oh you have climbed so high and now it's time to do it again um it, it like it, yeah go on like while i while i do understand that i also like it also took me out of it when this whole thing was going where mechanically this couldn't be a point of no return Otherwise, how are you going to switch jobs? I'm still a member of... I'm still a private of the fucking uh, Immortal Flames. So how am I supposed to go through all that quest line yeah. <laughs> if I'm barred from the city? And you know what? They do a cute little thing. I actually walk into the, the Chamber of Rule to see what the fuck was going on. And I find out, like, there's a bunch of Crystal Braves standing around. And they're like... Yo, bro, what the hell are you doing here? I Listen, I'm going to cover for you. I can't let you be here. But, like, you can't stay. And I'm like, oh, okay. At least they did that. Yeah. And it's uh, like... I, I, I was of the exact same mindset. Like, okay, yeah. uh, let me just go back to Olda. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. The place I can't have shit from. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, whatever. It's whatever. It's going to be like... It's a thing what it is, but I'm just going to deal with it. But, like, again, it's just... I think I just I came in with like a really open mindset, although I do feel that this is an example of the experience getting soured because you have people just going in and just kind of just talking their ass off constantly mm-hmm. to the point where your expectations are so high they can't be met or they're just going to be broken. Mm-hmm. And I will say I am going to continue uh, the game. I am going to continue playing Heaven's Word, and I'm going to still keep an open mind about it, because again, this this is like a game. It's special to me because my roommate and I have been playing this together. I'll be honest with you. If I had to go through uh, fourteen alone, I would have dropped it. Oh yeah, way earlier because I just can't be arsed. I have yeah. too many other things in my life going on right now, despite right. the fact being I'm unemployed. But you know what I mean. 
But my like my friend and I, we we just have so much fun just going through this together. And it's like really fun when they watch me pick things up and have my reactions. And it's really fun for me to just like go through with them or like, you know, hang out. And it's great. And I'm like, I wanted to have that more of this. They even offered to pay my fucking sub, which I'm like fucking super thankful for. Hell, like, uh, because Friday's not gonna be my last day doing the, uh, for the sub, we're just gonna spend the entire fucking day until I get booted from the server, just, like, grinding out as much as possible. Nice. Uh, getting, getting me to a good Dragoon. And that's, and I'm looking forward to that! That's why I'm having fun with this game. But I just wanna point out, like, like, I, 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 even though I don't consider the parting glass, like, a bad, an example of bad writing or a bad cutscene, because I, because like from an objective standpoint, it's solid. It does everything it sets out to do. It may be a bit a little bit clunky, but I'm my own personal experience was just incredibly frustrated by it. But I'm not gonna let me deter it. Uh, I'm not gonna let it deter me from playing the rest of the game. So I'm gonna put that out there. I still don't hate 14. I'm just like I had a I just had a bad trip because somebody hyped it up too much. And that's yeah. the thing I want to get get uh, forward. And and I and I think from that we can kind of transition because um, mm -hmm. uh, the what, what was it that I, uh, fuck it. Uh, the the way that I had understood it is that um, f uh, a realm reborn was essentially uh, the I don't know if it was a new team or something, but this was them trying to salvage what Final Fantasy fourteen before Realm Reborn was. So them mm -hmm. kind of like resetting you to zero with mm -hmm. with a Heaven's Ward is is to then to now tell their story. You know, like kind of where you you wrap up the plot points and all this stuff from uh, from from the 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 old uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, and so now after uh, Heaven's Ward, where everything has kind of been reset to zero, now they can focus on telling the story that they want. And so that was why I was like extra excited. But mm. uh, to to kind of like segue off of that with the whole like not liking it, but still accepting it as good writing and being mm. overhyped, uh, I will transition from that into uh, I have stopped reading Vinland Saga. Ooh. Because I was bored to death. Now, it's not bad writing. I don't. Uh, I. 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 I can't say that. But I will say that I have definitely some very, very, I think, good reasons for being like disappointed, underwhelmed, yeah, and underwhelmed. Uh, again, like I said, this has been like brought up as one of the free greats, which it absolutely like it's not. With like the the ones that it keeps getting compared to is Vagabond and Berserk. And Vagabond and Berserk both have this thing where they um they're very grounded, they're very real, and they focus on a lot of human elements. And uh they are consistent with with that. And they know how to do the tone properly. Like um they like when when Berserk is on like super unrealistic. Like when uh, Guts fights Wild and he gets thrown through the fucking forest, it gets the gravitas of that because he like he's fighting the first 
apostle since Sod. So of course we have to show how fucking beefy beefcake McGee these these big huge huge demons are. So like that's cool. But the problem with with Vinland Saga is that it will constantly flip flop between like whether or not it wants to tell like the super realistic, very poignant, very 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 grounded in actual real life history story, or it wants to tell a fucking shonen manga. Because again, mm-hmm. like I said, you will have dudes who will throw around uprooted trees with no issues. You will have um, uh, like a dude with a chain who's like swinging this around and like cutting apart entire like boats and and ships with no little to no issues. And then it will try and tell you how realistic it is because of like uh, like how the King Canute uh, like took over England or something like that. And mm-hmm. in and it's it's it you can't really have both I I I feel or at least you can if if you want that you kind of have to have like this sub dimension where like like again for example with something like a a, a comedy uh, or mm-hmm. a, a a romance manga where oh the protagonist tripped over his 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 shoelaces and now he saw <laughs> the boobies of this uh, female and she's punching him so hard that he flies across the globe or something like yeah. like you you immediately <laughs> accept that as just being slapstick humor he, she's not actually punching the guy and and like sending him through the stratosphere but you don't have that in in Vinland Saga, and the problem really arises because, again, I have been told that this was so fucking great, especially by Rogero, and Rogero practically never really uh, leaves me uh, leads me astray. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I have uh, some issues with Chainsaw Man, which is like his bread and butter, but ultimately, I really fucking like Chainsaw Man. I fucking adore Chainsaw Man, but oh, like, yeah. we, 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 we've had some issues in terms of like pacing and, and conveyance and stuff like that. So like, he, he practically never steers me wrong, but he was like, oh, this is so fucking great. Oh my God. And then I read it and it's like, I get what it's doing and it's doing something really interesting that I really wholeheartedly commend because it's essentially going what uh, like let's say that you have a movie where the protagonist goes on all of the all, all of these big adventures all for the sake of revenge and then he he does the revenge and now the story begins where the person then has to deal with life after that like imagine mm-hmm. if you would that John Wick didn't continue with like all the battles and stuff, and it instead started focusing on now John Wick just wants to live his fucking life. Mm-hmm. That is essentially what Vinland Saga tries to do. But the problem is that we have been like presented with like for the longest time, for like 85 chapters or something, we have been presented with this cool action, all of these like different characters. We have been like thoroughly introduced into uh, the character of Thorfinn only for the focus to get removed from Thorfinn and instead focus on this other dude called Eskelet uh, and then like only at the end they'll be right oh by the way Thorfinn is the protagonist and now we suddenly have to deal with how Thorfinn is dealing with life and by mm. that I don't mean that like it's in the same vein that you will have like uh I forget what it's called, but like the the new manga with Sakamoto, or Sakamoto Way of the Days, ha- yeah, yeah, Sakamoto Days or Way of the House Husband, where it's like 
they like their past uh, uh, is kind of like catching up with them and they're still like very capable and and are trying not to be part of that life anymore in this one it's just like oh yeah all this cool action now it's just gone and it's just people talking and mm-hmm. i get that i understand why like why it is because forfin wishes to put all this violence behind him so i get it but you have primed me for this big for, for these big exciting battles that now that I'm no longer getting it I have to switch down from fifth gear to first gear which I understand is is like speaking latin to americans cuz all of you guys have like automatic which is fucking yeah, real to me like like real quickly like that like I I actually looked into this there's just like no manual cars anymore for no fucking reason. Yeah, we we have barely anything but in them. Like it's so fucking wild. Anyway, it's going from high gear to low gear, and it's like mm-hmm. very very low gear. And so I was just like, it's just people talking. And so I go, all right. If we have to now just have like a, a story that is basically focused around the way of life, living after. Like all these terrible things and finding your place in the world, which is effectively what they're trying to do with mm-hmm. finding Vinland. I'm like, okay, then surely it's going to tell me a very focused, very concise, very structured and very well told story about this. Because you have to have these things in order if you want to tell a story that is about conversations and humans you can typically hide like plot holes and stuff away by making cool action shots and shit like you we you and i we have talked a bunch about like one of my small little gripes with with one piece you can quickly mm-hmm. like you can immediately disregard that because it's not what one piece is about yeah it's about so like <laughs> but, but 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 then you have like Vinland saga where it tries to like be all this and then like there's so many fucking and i wouldn't even go as to say like pretty big plot holes like again we we talked about it in the last podcast uh, last podcast about like uh, the dude life who has been like spending his like like 10 years or something to try and find the protagonist and then he finally finds him and it's like given a oh by the way moment mm-hmm, and there's also mm-hmm. this like where they now have to travel to greece and uh a a chick has like escaped from like this big royal dude and found uh, and snuck her way onto the protagonist's ship and there's like a big thing made out of oh she snuck on- onto their ship and then they left and and for some reason the 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 royal guy now knows that oh she's on board of of this ship how do you know that? And I'm not even mm. trying to be like super cool reviewer guy picking up on every little detail, but like it, it, they're making a specific point to tell. Oh, she snuck on. No one was there. No one would know how. Like, and and, and she's now just there. And you can even explain it away because her mom, I think it is, is there to give her like a bag or some uh, a backpack, and like oh. send her on her way. So it's like you could just say that oh she told them or like we 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 fucking tortured her until she finally broke and said that she's on the ship or something like there's plenty of ways that you can explain it away and like there was just and and i i kind of reached a point where i'm getting nothing oh i'm i'm bored 
by people like talking about all these life things but it feels like the 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 comic is not it's not in a place where it's telling it to me in a way where i can really care that much about it and mm. again it's not because the comic is bad it's just because it's like it's not for me it's really like i i i need it to make sense all the way through if it's trying to be this mature and i understand that that's not like a a, a prerequisite for everyone but it is for me so mm-hmm. i have uh, also because like there's so many other comics that i would rather read and and like if i'm laying there bored reading this shit i'm like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna move on to something else so mm. i have switched gears and mm-hmm. uh, you you could say i've gone into third gear ha 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 um no, but but I switched gears and now I have started reading Yotsuba. Oh my god. <laughs> are we talking about like the the little 4chan mascot or are we talking something else? We're talking about the little 4chan mascot. Okay, this is okay, so this is something I've wanted to read for years and never it always for it always like it's eluded my grasp. So I'm interested in you reading Yotsuba. Uh, Yotsuba is uh, fucking fantastic, um, it, and, and it, it's it's like the prime example of what I've just been talking about. Where like you kind of have to, um, like the way that a comic presents itself kind of gives you like a rule set of my uh, of the mindset that you have to be in when reading this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yotsuba is very much like fuck it, have fun, my guy. <laughs> and 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 it is rare. And I'm not, I'm not even trying to be like, oh, I'm such a dark and broody character. Because like you know me, I will fu- I will laugh at fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is rarely that I read anything, and I think that it's the same case for many people where you like you're on your own, you're reading something, and then you actively laugh out loud. That rarely to ever happens. Mm-hmm. It does that with Yotsuba. Holy fucking shit, I have fucking been in stitches several times. And it's it's just fucking fantastic because I don't know who the writer is. Uh I I, I can't recall. I believe they also met uh at my Daigo Daigo, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. And um like that that too is like this whole thing of just like, hey, it's just fucking life, bro. And uh, but the thing that I'm fucking like dumbfounded about is, and it's actu- actually very impressive, is how the writer has managed to perfectly catch how small children, like how their mindset is. Uh, like when a when a when a little child sees, for example, a dude with a big head. If an adult sees a dude with a big head, it's like, well, okay, that's a big head. But a child would go, oh my god, can you imagine the size of the the beanies they need or the helmet? Like they, they <laughs> the brain goes like this completely weird direction, and Yotsuba manages to catch that every fucking time. It's like, it, yo, where does this man get his fucking helmets from? 
Yeah. Um, like there's this one dude called Jumbo who is, who ha- who is very into one of the neighbor girls. And so he's like, oh, there's this firework festival. Yotsuba, go and ask her uh, to uh, if she wants to go to uh, the firework festival. And so Yotsuba goes in there and she's like, hey, wanna, uh, do you want to go to the firework festival? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm going there with my friend. And, and like there's several frames where Yotsuba just looks at her and then like beams that smile that you know from her. And then she goes, okay. And then she returns to Jumbo and she's like, oh yeah, she's going. Uh, oh yeah, she wants to go to the firework festival. Because again, she said yes, that she wants to go there, but like with someone else. She does not like pick up on the little fact that like Jumbo is asking if she wants to go with them. But but the way that she perceives it is more like, does she have an interest to go to the firework festival? And so like the day after where they go to the firework festival, Jumbo is all like dressed up. He's ready to be like really charm her, his way into this girl. And she's like, not there. And, and he's like, Yotsubaya, I thought that you said that, that she's, she, Asaki is like going to the firework festival. And, and Yotsubaya is like, yeah, she's going there with, with, a, with her friend. And, and Jumbo is just like, oh no. And, and like, it's so heartwarming, so wholesome, so funny, so interesting. Just like it honest to God feels like perceiving the world through the eyes of an innocent toddler. And then every now and again, you kind of like sneak in these very emotional moments. Like, uh, like uh, Yot- uh, Yotsuba doesn't have a mom. We don't know, mm-hmm. like as, as I'm reading it now, you don't know who her mom was, why she doesn't have a mom, why they moved and all these different things. Um, but then you will have like moments where uh, Yotsubo is out in the rain and the neighbor is like, oh no, get inside. And and the, her dad is like, nah, man, just fucking play around out there. And so he's like talking with the neighbor girl and going, uh, Yotsubo is the kind of girl who will just like find happiness and join anything Yotsuba is invincible and just like when I read that and the way that it's presented and you just see him talking about this while this little girl is out there being like happy as she can be with her arms in the air out in the pouring rain I'm just like yeah man Yotsuba is fucking invincible (laughs) Uh, it's a thing where I mentioned or like a long time ago where like the best place to get good emotion to get that perfect balance for dark shit to hit you is in a comedy because when you have that liberty and you juxtapose it it just fucking hits so damn hard and i knew i knew about like yotsuba very like on the on the outset i knew that it was a it was like a comedy and it was going to be sneaking any of these moments in i've never heard anything specifically though and it's just hearing it for the first time is getting me all sorts of pumped it it's it's just really fun uh, i'm having a lot of fun with it every time that i read it I, there's a new scenario where i'm just like like this is the fucking best um so yeah um it, again it's it's very different from from, from vland saga but uh, <laughs> uh, again this is a thing that ross uh, suggested to me and uh, i'm having a ton of fun with it um oh, and yeah. it's 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 a great um addition to what I'm also currently consuming, which is One Piece. I have okay. been on a massive, huge One Piece binge. Yeah. I, I don't even fucking recall how many episodes are in between where I am now to uh, and Philip Um 
You but, were you I believe you started mid you like started at the end of Skypea, I believe. And then you kind of like zoomy zoomed your way like you're you're on the you're on like the last stretch before the time skip. So I think that's around two hundred episodes, I believe, yeah. Yeah, probably. Um so uh it's great. It's fun. <laughs> it's uh it it again it cannot be stressed enough and i say it every time we talk about one piece it is flawed as fuck yeah it it's a fuck no 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 it's not that it's just that experience it as a comedy oh my fucking god the, the it, yeah. uh, it, it is a fucking life lesson i have taken away with me from yeah. like <laughs> starting to 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 enjoy one piece as a comedy rather than an action comic uh holy shit especially especially after meeting Brooke. Oh god, yes. Brooke oh, is he's, the best. He is my favorite straw hat at this point. Like, no, Easily. actually no. Even even further down, he's still my favorite just because he's the epitome of that. He is happy-go-lucky jolly ass skeleton. But then you realize what his fucking deal is. Yeah. Like why the man's a skeleton? And and uh, but also like the moment where he's like in the hallway and Philip back and there's all these like demonic paintings and they reach out for him and he's like taking his sword out of his cane and he's like and he like goes through like the entire hallway and he sheaves his sword and everyone falls down and he's like really cool and he's looking at them and then he freaks out oh that was scary like, <laughs> like it's it's that thing where no don't uh, yes it has action but what you but but that's like. Don't worry about it. What you need to focus on is the fucking fact that uh, that Brooke had this this character switch and he started screaming about how scary it was. It's fucking hilarious. Or yes. where I'm at now, uh, well, moved past now, where he's like, <laughs> oh, Kuma is coming. And he's like, oh, I will give my life to protect my fellow comrades. And he stands there with his arms out and he's like, oh, I will give my life for you, even though I don't have a life. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> he, he, he knocks away. And like, he's fucking fantastic and I have tried so hard to see if I could find a clip because that fucking found me I was fucking dying when I saw it where he's like drinking milk in filler bark and he's like oh god it bruised my bones like he he, he, like (laughs) does the whole range of of decibels Um, I love it I love it so much so uh, I, I, I hinted at it earlier that you and I we had uh, talked about a little beef that I had, which has now been yeah. solved. Uh, but I want to kind of yeah. bring it up just because, like, I think it's an interesting talking piece. Which is no, the- go ahead because it is a very interesting like look and take. Because de- like, definitely go on, go on, go on. I want you so, to talk about this. So, so uh, like, when I when I was watching One Piece, they, they reach uh, the help me out here, Cloudy. What's the island called? Sabaody. Sabaody. Yeah. Or some people call it shabundi because it's based on the word for soap. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, okay, so they add shabundi. I'm going to call that. Uh, and uh, Luffy keeps being told, hey, don't fucking make a scene. Don't fucking make a scene. And they team up with a dude called Hachi, who's been shown before. Uh, and... and um, and they keep going, don't fucking cause a scene. No matter what happens, don't cause a scene. And then some stuff happens, and uh, Luffy is like, oh, I'm gonna fucking fix this. And he's like very loud, and he's like moving his way in, and Hachi's like, bro, 
Calm the fuck down. Don't cause a scene. Please, I beg of you. Stop fucking being a bitch. Don't cause a fucking scene, bro. And then, uh, because Luffy causes a scene, it immediately is followed up with Hachi getting shot. And, like, I've... Like, the way that it was presented with him falling down the stairs and bleeding all over the place, I was full-on ready for this dude to having bit the bullet, literally and figuratively. Like, he is fucking dead. Um, he's not. But, you know, like, he, dude got wrecked. And Luffy's immediate response is uh, to escalate the situation immediately to further violence, which, you know, fair enough. But this was where I kind of had, like, a, a, a thought, which is that I I would have appreciated, and again, it gets fixed later and we'll get to that, but I would have appreciated if Luffy at any point started being a little, like, self-reflective that, oh shit, my careless nature has gotten, like, people very, very badly hurt. Because mm -hmm. it's one thing that, like, he causes a scene and and then, like, the uh, repercussions happens and then uh, Luffy can just punch his way out of it and it's like because like that actively reinforces the feeling that oh I am above repercussions for my actions but when it effectively affects other people like innocent bystanders and shit like when their shit gets wrecked because of his actions I start feeling like I don't like that part of Luffy, like, that, that is a shitty thing to do, not to be considerate of other people. Um, and so, like, you and I, we had a little back and forth about, like, about this, about whether or not Luffy should reflect on these bad things that, uh, well, the, these bad things that he causes to happen to other people. And uh, you uh, did not agree necessarily with me at first. It's, it's a very... Okay. I didn't agree on the sense that he... that uh, With the lesson that you were trying to get Luffy to go away with. Because... When he reflects, it kind of like shows an insight into who Luffy is specifically. Because when he breaks down crying, he was crying about the fact he was not strong enough. Mm. And... You were mad, and you didn't like the idea. Like he didn't reflect on I shouldn't have done this in the first place. But that's never really been Luffy's deal. Mm. Um, the fact that he is that he has to be strong is so central to his character because he kind of sees himself as like the, it's the it's the thing I do. It's what I have to do on this crew. Uh, there's two moments in particular that are really important to kind of like speaks back to this. Uh, the first one was in Alabasta, which this was a long time ago. And like you were reading on a really shitty translation. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, but it was the scene where they were out in the business following, they were in the desert following, uh, Vivi cause she was trying to do her best to like calm down the situation politically. And for the first time, like for a lot of that arc, it was like the Straw Heights were like, yeah, sure, we're going to follow you, Vivi. You know the situation better than we do. You know what to do. So they all just quietly follow her along. And at every fucking turn, we found out how bad the situation is. No one's willing to listen to her. And everyone's like uh, being manipulated behind the scenes to believe in Crocodile's bullshit. And it actually takes Luffy slugging Vivi in the face to be like, 
Ask us for help. We're here for you. I what I can do is punch out the motherfucker causing all this. And he's right about that. He's when Luffy gets into trouble, his most important aspect is that he's strong and that he sees himself as strong enough to take anything. And that's why he gets into these situations. Because he can't cook, he can't navigate, he can't use a sword, he can't heal his injuries, he can't play music. Luffy prides himself on the fact that he has a crew, and that his main job is very simple, is that if trouble comes along, I handle it. And the moment, this is the first moment where he got in over his head. And I did mention that, like, th there was no way out of this for without fucking somebody getting hurt. Because you're going to find out the how fucking insane they take the orders of the Celestial Dragons. If they want something, they get it. Without question. And they will use any means necessary to make it happen. So, when Luffy went up and punched out the motherfucker... At first, when it was just the Marines, it was crazy. It, like, but he was he could still handle it. It wasn't until Kuma and uh, Kizaru came in and started wiping everybody, where he's just, oh my god, this is too much for me. I can't handle it. He starts watching his crew members just being taken out one by one by one. Well, he could couldn't do anything. He doesn't look back on his choice. He doesn't regret what he did because ultimately he saved Hachi and uh, Kami. That was important to him. But he, couldn't but he couldn't protect his crew. He wasn't strong enough to do any of this. And the one job he fucking had to handle it, he couldn't. And that's why that scene, in my opinion, was that was important. Hmm. Luffy is never, going to is never going to do actions to avoid things. He's just going to take the most direct path. And usually in this story, he's proven right, because the longer and windier you get things, you kind of find out that, like, no matter how many machinations you try to make, or how many times you try to skirt around, you're going to have to get to that end point eventually, or you're going to be confronted with the idea that I can't handle this, but I have to. And Luffy always just goes for that straight line. Yes. But this is, like, the first time he went, he did that. And it was objectively the wrong fucking choice. He was not ready. And by all accounts, you were right. He should not have fucking done it. But he still fucked up. And he and this is like the first time he realized the danger of how bad he fucks up. Hmm. And this kind of like plays out through the entirety of this like arc between Shab Shabundi and Marineford. Where he's constantly needing to be this pillar of strength no matter what and he keeps questioning he doesn't question himself a lot but the moment he does it's because he realizes how bad he fucked up i don't think luffy will ever blame someone else for his issues he will he, he'll he's just the kind of guy to like i'll just punch it until it gets until it goes away yeah but he will never blame somebody else for something that went wrong he will not blame kuma for for getting his crewmate wiped out. He only blames himself. And that's just the one thing I wanted to point out. The fact uh, he did, the fact if he learned shit, that would be better, but he does blame himself. I will fight that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I still, like, 
I I don't necessarily a hundred percent agree that like mm-hmm. uh, here he 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 blames Kuma for for like taking away his crew, but he doesn't like blame himself for for starting it in the first place. That's kind of like the point that I was making. But mm-hmm. the the point where we like I ended up referring to it as like a Kamina moment because like in mm-hmm. in, in Gorlagan, the entire reason why Kamina uh, dies is because that he refuses to except that his way is not necessarily 100% the right way it it it's it takes the like his thing is like push forward no matter what always push forward push forward push forward push forward and so like simon learns uh, through Kamna's death and and through Roshio that no you also sometimes have to like reflect a little on on the past and look back so you can then better push forward and uh and so like uh, the way that I kind of like explained it when we were talking is that I just think that this is what I have been primed to through all through the media that I have read that this is like the kind of like the thing where people show off these quote unquote troubling um, mm-hmm. uh, behaviors and then bad shit happens as a result of it and then they reflect on it and then they grow from it. Um, but but then again, like we, we we talked about, it becomes similar to like the discussion about like how Goku is a bad dad. Where yes, but that's not what this is about. So yeah. like who like so th- we leave that shit to for other comics to talk about, and mm-hmm. uh, and then like he he gets to Boa Hancock and he immediately goes, oh, it was my fault that these people got turned into stone, so I'm gonna do everything in my fucking power to make sure that they're like they they're, they're saved, and yeah. uh, and and then like all of my issues were fixed, and so um. And now we are uh, having um, uh, Luffy team up with Bon and Tim Curry uh, to <laughs> <laughs> to fight. L- literally just Tim Curry. <laughs> I'm still fucking proud of that. Hold on, let me, let me look at our conversation and find like that one quote I, I found. Tim Curry is the thing in the water that turns the frogs gay. <laughs> yes, I mean that's li- no, that's how you. That's how you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, that's that's literally how you describe his character. He's just Tim Curry that makes frogs gay. Yeah. Uh what what a fucking lovely character. And what a just like that that entire segment is really just fucking cool of like Luffy infiltrating uh, the prison and uh yeah, mm-hmm. Tim, uh, Tim Curry is in one piece. Um uh and like all the the different levels and how we get reintroduced to old prisoners and old villains who end up teaming up with Luffy. You see, like how Luffy has grown as long as well as how they have changed and mm-hmm. all the uh, all of these different things. It's it's like really cool segment. The only problem mm-hmm. is that I have been spoiled. Yeah, you know what's coming. Where's my brother Ace? I I know that quote, and now I know why I know that quote. I haven't gotten to that point, but I think I know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for now, I I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and again, I I'm ca- getting kind of excited because both you and my friend Sebastian, who who's also like huge into One Piece, are all mm-hmm. going. You're very close to the time skip. Mm-hmm. 
So that excites me because again, the time because I, I, and I'm still fucking dumbfounded by it that One Piece is this fucking old and I have somehow a hundred percent despite being on countless fucking message boards on my own fucking discord on like I am terminally online and all this shit and I have somehow managed to not get spoiled a single fucking time on how my boy got the X on his chest or why the time skip happens all this stuff I am fucking dumbfounded the I think it was around the time, especially when the times could happened, when people realized that, no, we need to hush the fuck up. There's going to be spoilers everywhere, of course, especially with like new chapters coming out. But it's like a well-given thing in the community where it's like, okay, you know what? Be kind to people starting to starting through this. They have a lot. And they're basically jumping into what's essentially... The longest running mystery, continuous mystery series in anime yeah. at the moment. Because um, it's I, like, because there's the thing, you, the, like, Oda came up with that quote where he says, it took me 25 years, but now I can start writing One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. Nah, it's fucking crazy. Um, maybe, Alice, maybe you can help me here because the only time I can recall where. Like a spoil, like a big fucking spoiler like this has been hidden away so consistently is actually with Final Fantasy fourteen, and I was hoping that Alice could help me out because like there was a thing where where like we got to like this massive piece of information, and we were like, how the fuck have we managed to play this game for so long, and and like talk with so many people on various discords and all this shit, and not been spoiled on like this one particular huge fucking thing because this is like something that like you would expect people in the in the know to want to really talk about uh so how the fuck we managed to get all like all the way over here without that uh i don't recall where there's been a whole bunch but a specific one comes to mind can you try and like um I'm just gonna okay. la 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 and not look at the no, chat, no, so no, just no, say no. it. She, she, she's writing it to me. Uh, okay. Write in DM soon. Yeah. That, okay. That, that that that's a good one. Not. I I don't think that was the one. Um. But yeah. Uh. I I'm still just like fucking dumb funny by it because like uh. Oh, when it turns out Alpha and was there. That that's a joke. That's a joke. Don't worry. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. Uh, but um no and and it's really interesting because like you have something like uh god of war i remember when that game came out and like i was fucking live streaming it almost fucking daily and like recording it and by the time i reached the end i had not been spoiled on it but several other people had and it was like it hadn't even been a fucking week so for this old and let's not mince words here one piece is fucking old so this it is old, ancient. It's twenty five years. This fuck like this thing is old enough to buy a house. Like it's old enough to rent a car. Shit. Yeah, to own a fucking weapon and buy alcohol. Like this this thing has a pre-established job. It has a wife and kids by this point, and I have not been <laughs> fucking spoiling this thing. 
It is fucking insane, and I uh, applaud the the One Piece community for it. Uh, really, like seriously, uh, cool. So I can't wait to figure it out because this is like one of the, I think it's like the only untouched territory for me in anime where I don't know what the fuck that is and why. <laughs> so I, I wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna do one thing to try to temper your expectations. The 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 last arc before the time skip, it is dense. It is fucking dense. Where every name, every line, every hint is gonna be th- is gonna be significantly important for the end of the story. And okay. that is not an exaggeration. And a lot of fucking shit happens at the same time. And there will be a moment. Where you're going to get the answer you're looking for, but you have to be paying attention because it is a blink and you'll miss it. Like everything in that arc is blinking, you'll miss it. All the most important shit that happened in there, all the moments, blinking, you'll miss it because there's so fucking much going on at the same time. It's actually a fucking mess. Like legitimately, it's a fucking pain in the ass trying to read in the manga, but in the anime, they kind of make it a little harder too. So I'm just letting you know, yeah. there's a lot, and and like, pay attention for your own for your own sake because you might actually miss the moment when it happens. Help help me out here. I yeah. like how much trouble am I going to be in? Because I think at this point you have realized that I am notoriously bad with names. Okay, I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this one perfectly clear. Shanks gave the hat to Luffy. Okay. And Ace is Luffy's brother okay. who did not so who did not give the hat to him. Okay. And Boa Hancock and Robin are not the same person. Same person. No, they are not the same person. Actually, okay, there is something I really want to get into, which is which is brought Oda under fire. Post time skip, Robin becomes white, and we still don't have an explanation for that. Nobody knows why. I don't know if it was an Oda thing. I don't know if it was an anime thing. But it kind of just kept going after that. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna like fucking lay on my sword here. Is is Robin not white? She is. It's just no, 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 no. She is. She's can, she canonically is. She's like some kind of a. I need to look up the races of the Straw Hats, but like she's she's not tan. I mean, she but she's tan in the anime, and when you when over the time skip when she's uh, of a lighter skin tone, it is jarring for a lot of people, and people like called and One Piece races for it. It is just dumb. I don't know why people get so hung up on it. But because her skin tone got lightened, it made people think she looked the same as Boa Hancock. So you're- I don't feel bad- so like, I'm not gonna make fun of you for that mistake. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Alice. Um, Time skips are supposed to make the characters better! Uh, I'm gonna- actually, I'm gonna- I wanna just put this up on Robin because I'm on her talking. I swear to fucking God. The time skip purposely made Robin worse because she could solve One Piece on her own. She's oh, yeah. just that OP. And you'll see it later on. Right now, they try to make her... I, I swear to God, they like Oda made her weaker because she could like solo everybody. I love her. 
Like, like, no, no shit. Like in fucking in his lobby, she just like, oh, a fucking entire battalion, and snap, and then people died. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> like, um, but that was some bone damage right there. Yeah, fucking hell. Uh, you, 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 you say this about like drama about One Piece. I have through osmosis found out that there's apparently some drama going on about Yamato's gender. Apparently, people thought that she's trans or some shit okay okay um this is not going to become relevant so you're going to forget about it but there are okay there's the okamas there's the there's actual trans characters and then there's yamato the okama are the ones who basically see gender as like an option they are they are the they are happy-go-lucky gender fluids doesn't there are actually mean like and i'm i hate to use the word but tranny yeah, it is. It, it, it started out when that was a lot more the, less offensive. Old, less offensive, yeah. But like they, but like they, uh, you kind of. But it is just. It's kind of like what Tim Curry said. Like it's all a state of mind. You can be whatever the hell you want to be, and I'll just help you look it on the outside. And it's like that's that's basically Okama. They're gender fluid. It, and we have two canonical uh, trans people who you meet in Wano. Well, technically you meet one of them before Wano, but that's beside the point. Two canonical trans people. Yamato is is like a is a hot button because Yamato is taking on the name of a male character, and as like uh, as like a form of disownment, Kaido. No, oh, fuck, I spoiled it. But, uh, the, uh, the, the Yamato's father, uh, calls Yamato his son as a form of, I don't own you anymore. Like, you, like, you're, you're just a member, you're just a thing now. So it's like, Yamato wants to be this person down to their name and soul because they're just the biggest fan of this one guy. Like, the because like because like trans is a very touchy thing with identity like ya like here's, here's the thing if yamato was a trans person the fact that yamato is constantly being dead named would be raising alarm bells but mm. yamato is not bothered by being called yamato mm. so it, it's it's like it's a, it is a very like it's a very big sensitive black powder kind of issue where, but like the my stance on it, because like Oda will go out of his way to tell you which characters are trans, which ones are not. Oh, uh, really? Because... The fucking cat, like the 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 entire fucking crew that is walking around with fucking the most chiseled chest and jaws and fishnets. Like, really? Like the reason why we call yes. Tim Curry Tim Curry is because he just looks like the fucking dude from from the song like <laughs> transvestite song thing. Really, really, he's he's gonna tell me who's trans, who's trans. Yes, yes, he will. He. <laughs> He went out of his way to like mark the two characters who are trans, uh, who you'll meet later on in the in the series. Mm. But like, because Yamato's identity is very entwined with a different character, Yamato isn't their own person yet. Mm. Yeah, so that's why that's why it's a big hubbub at the moment because Yamato 
is Odin because she wants to be Odin. She wants to be everything like this character Odin to the point she starts calling uh, Momonosuke her son. Okay. And I, you take I, I, it. I, yeah. I, I'm getting nothing. <laughs> good, good. You don't need to know. Point is, she's she's like cosplaying super fucking hard as this okay. one guy. Yeah. That's why that's why it's an issue. Because the person she's cosplaying is a guy. It's it becomes a question of whether or not Yamato is trans or not. But okay. unlike other under unlike other actual trans people, Yamato is not marked as one of them, and that has not been a part of their identity. So that's why it's a big button issue. None of it is relevant to the story. I'm going to let you know that right now. Okay. Because Yamato's story is actually has to do more with. Actually, it's more. It has to do with basically uh, inheriting the will of another character, which I want to point out now that you're going to end the time skip. The concept of inherited will is going to be so fucking important. You're going to get bludgeoned to the face with it. So get used to that word. Sick. Yeah. Uh, I just like Yamato's design. She also has some big ass titties, so you know that's. Cool. Oh yeah, um, it's, I, I love that because like the the manga has like pretty me- medium size, and like it was it was gonna be a question around if they were gonna if they were gonna lean on that because he wasn't sure if Yamato was trans. The moment it came out that Yamato wasn't, the animators wrote that as like a green check and just went out of their way to make him as fat as fucking possible. And God bless him. God bless him. Cloudy. Fuck that yeah. In case someone wants to send us a a, a picture of some anime titties, uh, where can they send them? Oh, that's perfect. You can send your anime titties to webcastrelief at gmail.com. So if you want, so if if anyone wants to send us any spoilers for Final Fantasy fourteen or One Piece, uh, where can they send it to so we can immediately throw it in the trash? Uh, they can send that to Castle Super. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, webcastrelief at gmail.com. Okay, before we get to the first question, I just want to. Uh, Caesar said something in the chat, and I just wanted to quickly touch on it where he said, I don't know how to write, so I'm just gonna make my characters suffer. And he wrote that in quotations. Like Rise of the Tomb Raider writers plus every other shitty writer ever. That specific game, I promise you, it is one hundred percent a fetish thing. I don't oh, yeah. think they're that good of writers. No, they just really like Riona. She's become the new poster child for that fetish. Oh, but uh, yeah, Rio. Oh, First, Riona. It is. It is. It, you know when you made Ben, who likes ice cream and porn of women hitting each other. Yeah. That's what that porn is called. It's called Riona. Okay. Uh, oh, right. I thought it was a character. And I was like, what in the fuck? Uh, oh, okay. So that, that makes sense. But, well, also, like, if you play the game, it's like the camera lingers for a very, very long time whenever Lara gets, like, impaled by something and you hear her death rattle. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is normal. This is kind of Yeah, awkward. this is... Uh, you, you look at something, you realize, oh, someone's whacking it to this. Yeah. It's like it, it's it's again like like with with the, with the water sports in in Made in Abyss, where it's like there's a little too much of it, like, yeah, to, like more than like any like the, more than the need to be, 
and it can only really be a sexual thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, no. You can kind of tell in stories what people why they make certain things yeah. if it is necessary to the story or not. But uh first thing is actually not going to be a question. It is something I've been asked to read because somebody wants a shout out. Okay. And the shout out they want to make is from uh, Jericho our, our, our good buddy Jericho. Mm. And he says, "Hey, hope you don't mind me asking for shameless plugs, but uh, he's trying to take out Telegram sticker commissions on top of his usual character and scene ones. And he said it would be really nice if a few clients could help for, for the uh, to pay for bills this month. And I know there's a lot of shit going down at, in Jericho's neck of the neck of the woods, neck of the sea. So I feel like it'd be nice to give him a shout out. Uh, info is pinned on his Twitter, which is at Beanworks underscore. The underscore is important. And I'll and just to be nice, I'll at, I'll like uh, send a um, put a comment with a link underneath, uh, just so you can find him. And he's saying he's also got a Patreon now, trying to form out things they're posting art, short stories, blah blah blah. He's tr he's hoping we can reach out and just you know, want, wants a little bit of support. So if you guys are interested in like really, let's like legitimately really good art, especially if you're into the furry kind of thing, uh. It's at Beanworks underscore on Twitter.com. And he does pretty good work. Uh, uh, he gets my personal endorsement and uh, help a guy out if, you, if you're if you into that sort of thing. Yeah, I, like I said, if there was anyone I could give like a, a scholarship thing to, if like that was a thing that I had like the ability to do, it would definitely go to Jericho. So yeah, yeah. give the man a, your, your patronage or at least share it around if you can. That would be very cool. Ugly duckly. Now the first now uh, the first question we got here is uh from Shiza. And he says, Hello. Recently life just seems to get be getting more and more miserable, so I feel like we needed another fun and little theoretical situation to put a smile on our faces. You're outnumbered, be it zombies, the covenant, or rabid maiden abyss fans, they have you surrounded. So you are alone, probably the last person left on Earth alive, considering if you're being chased by rabid abyss fans, I would believe it. Uh, and there's little hope for survival. But there's one silver lining, though. You have an armory with your own personal loadout. Enough ammo for a Texan wedding. You Your selection spans the entirety of all fictional media in real life, and you get a selection for a main weapon, secondary, melee, and a set of armor. It doesn't have to make sense for the scenario. So, of course, you your, your picks function exactly the way they want to in the media. Uh, if you choose rock, quick lock and rock, you can rocket jump. You can whip out Muramasa for a quick draw. So, you are in the situation. You're in the middle of a mega zombie horde. What is your loadout going to look like? I I like how like the this comes as a response to the world is miserable. So let's kill everyone. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I uh, probably uh, probably like for melee, I would absolutely have to have uh the uh the red queen from uh from nero's uh sword uh, probably the devil buster arm that would be red um mm -hmm. as for guns uh the the super shotgun from doom and 
the uh, the armor I would go for uh, the armor that uh, Sam has in Vanquish. Oh, it's all really cool, actually. Vanqu- um, Vanquish is like desperately underrated. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I would get. Like, hmm. For melee, I'd probably take like the Terra Blade from Terraria. Cause I like I like swords that make multiple swords and just kill everything around you. That is like one of my favorite aesthetics, no matter how dumb and silly it is. Mm. Uh let's see. For a man and a secondary, that's the that was the trip that was a question. Um Can't go wrong with a BFG. Those are always fucking fun. Um and you know what? I'm, I'm gonna choose. This is gonna sound weird as a secondary, but I'm gonna choose like a like a like one of those standard infinite ammo pistols that you get in like every fucking shooter known to man. Because the concept of something with infinite ammo can be used very well. Because eventually you start like finding better applications. Like, what if I can use this to? What if I shoot something so much it starts a fire? Or if if I'm just in a horde of zombies, just Constantly keep peppering them down. So, little things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, BFG and a sidearm. Uh, armor. Fucking... I have no fucking idea. Like... What's, like, the most hacks thing I can do? I don't know. Oh, 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 oh I probably would have grabbed whatever, the, whatever meme Skyrim things I made... Uh, I made when I was like uh, testing out all the glitches. The one that gives you like infinite health regen, the one that gives you infinite ammo because you exploited a loop in the game system. So probably like that. I like I like things that are just mechanically broken to all fucking hell. No yeah. fairness. If it's if it, if I'm alone, I'll make sure I stay alive. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. It'll be like that bikini that gives you infinite life. That is what I'll wear. <laughs> and because the first one was a shout out should I read one more question or should we call it for you uh, today? one more question okay uh, first one is from Shane O'Brien and he says dear Los and Cl- sorry second one I'm, st- I'm silly dear Los and Cloudy here are your questions for the week questions one uh, as we are coming up to one year anniversary of Christian doing the mom incident oh yeah that was a thing and I think this question is the best for the time which sauna shoes are your favorites and why? And which are your least favorites and why? Favorite sauna shoes. Uh, okay. Uh, Bundy uh, Chew. There you go. Bundy Chew is my favorite <coughs> too. Oh, actually, no, no, no. You know what? Angel's my favorite only because of her one part in that one, like, uh, Bleach video. <laughs> where she just comes out of hell and you're like, I fucking knew it! Oh, I like whenever I watch that, which isn't often, but whenever I watch that, I'm like so fucking angry. I didn't make it so that she actually comes out of the hole. Instead, she just comes like floating <laughs> up, poorly cropped from the fucking <laughs> bottom of the frame like a fucking idiot. To be fair, 
I think that added to the charm of how funny it fucking was. Uh, uh, you gotta love it, though. So yeah, Angel's my favorite because you she'll always have a place in my heart thanks to Lhasa. Oh, yeah. I'm happy I can... I have done more for fucking Sonitude than Christian has. God bless. And question number two, which... What is the most weird and cringe comment you got in your videos? Uh, I think I can't come up with like a specific one. Um, okay, I I I I got two answers. The 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 first one is pretty like it, that is the one where I don't have a specific one, but it's like everyone who has ever like threatened me. I always mm. think like that is so su- such a weird thing to do. Like again you have my address you can ask for my address and you can come and we can talk about this and you can try and beat me up or whatever the fuck or kill me uh but then like you're officially gonna be the dude who got so fucking pissy over a guy talking shit about a webcomic online that you decided to murder them now who's the fucking idiot um but i think like and and, and the reason why it's twofold is because like this one is it doesn't really count but it was a comment on the house pets forums mm. as a response to my video which was that my video was not a review because for it to be a review i would have to look at what all other reviews said and then compartmentalize every review into my thoughts which to this day and i don't recall it's been many years since i i covered house pets and this is still on top of my mind as a thing I just cannot even begin to like comprehend how anyone can be this fucking stupid. Like, okay, so there cannot be a a first review. Because mm-hmm. if, if, if for it to be a review, it has to compartmentalize multiple other reviews in into the... And and then reflect on your opinion on 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 in this review. So like there cannot be a first because it has to take so- other sources. Yeah, I don't I I, like, I I I don't get it. I don't. It's so fucking. Like, yeah, yeah no, like I, I I I understand. I I like the idea that like maybe having like a year, I don't know your finger on the pulse for what like the general public seems to think and comparing it to yourself that's a cool feature but that's never a fucking uh a requirement that's fucking dumb because how are you going to come to your own conclusions yeah it is like, effectively going to like quote unquote taint your opinion it, again we've just talked about overhyping something if you went yeah. into fucking final fantasy 14 and heard that it was nothing but 10 out of 10 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 and then you go and experience it and you then have the experience that you now have it's like what the fuck now it feels worse because you've been hyped up so much oh yeah definitely like oh god like again the the picture that got painted when it happened it was like oh so what you're telling me is that i'm i'm spending all my time and my friend is spending hard-earned money on their subs because everyone's into misery porn mm. okay that that was that was what i came up with because like that because biscuit ruined it for me oh fuck biscuit um yeah. so so i i am 
if I I hope that person is doing well, and mm. I hope that they have seen a doctor or something, mm-hmm. because being so dumb has got to be dangerous. Oh yeah, it it's just hmm. Like I I, I hope they. I hope they were actually an eight-year-old lying about their age on the internet, and then they look back and just cringe into into like a singularity when they see that comment they wrote. I mean, they oh, were geez. reading House Pits, so probably. <laughs> Oof. I actually have a response to this question because I do. I used to post videos, and like I, I don't know what it was. But, like, it was, like, an old, 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 like, music video I did in MapleStory. Kind of like how, kind of like how there used to be WoW Machinimas. I made, like, a little, like, Maple Machinima for music videos when I was, like, fucking 14. Sick. It's gone now and I can't fucking find it. But, like, I remember the reason I deleted it was because some people started ERPing in the comments. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to read any of this, and I don't want Google to continuously sending me updates. I'm just gonna buy. Like being at a birthday and getting an email notification on your phone, like, ooh, a comment. Fropping veiny. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like, um, not, not, no. Goodbye. Goodbye, Cl- Cloudy's first music video that will never see the light of day. I tried looking for it in all my other hard drives. I still can't fucking find it. Uh, okay, so this is going to be a little deep cut. But before I made mm. Webcomic Relief, I actually had a different YouTube channel, which was supposed to focus entirely around anime reviews. And I actually Ooh. made a video of uh, the first episode of Naruto. And... Oh. Uh, I remember I had got like, uh, and it, honestly, it should have warned me about like covering Japanese media as a whole in the future. But I remember I, like mm-hmm. people were fucking out for blood because hey, guess what? I didn't like the first episodes of Naruto because this was before I got like cool action and shit. It was just like a little fucking dumb kid. Um, yeah. And my god, like d- they had like. The the amount of poor grammar and like buttheredness I had over me going I don't like Naruto. Okay, to be fair, I was a m- mm-hmm. much less mature than I am now, and it was like this yeah. whole thing. I like fuck this guy, fuck him with a rake and shit. Like you know, really loud, really yeah. obnoxious, very, <laughs> very, very much uh, that guy with the glasses influenced. So like obviously I wasn't yeah. being super super calm and cool about it but fuck me people were so fucking upset holy fucking shit it's a fucking (laughs) japanese cartoon calm the fuck down (laughs) (laughs) no i'm i can definitely believe that jesus fucking christ it's a lot Mm. you know what we've all we've all matured and gotten better ever since then so that's good but also jeez bro jesus you know, we came out better people by the at the at the end of the, at the other side, so we're good. I think the best thing that has happened to reviews is that guy with the glasses went down. Like, yeah, I think it's a good thing that it existed, but it's a good thing that it doesn't anymore. It's it's kind of like how how like the uh, the angry video game nerd like went out and just said, "Hey, this is a character," 
y'all can't be taking this too seriously. Because you're still going to get your, like, CinemaSins and, like, those guys taking, you know, being negative and nitpicking as a as a personality. Yeah. But, like, now it, it had its time in the sun. It brought us entertainment. And it gave people, like, a template for what to follow. But now that it's not the same thing, it's like, good, we're in a good place. Yeah, like, it, it, it has done, like, I'm... I'm Inclined to say irreparable damage just because like people are so insistent on now being like, oh, it's cool to be over analytical and negative. And I know that because I used to be it. Like you have the mm-hmm. fucking I have what's the is it Razor Fist? Like the latest thing from him where Razor like, Fist, yeah, that why, that whole bucket of fuck. <laughs> why should I read Berserk when I can read this other uh barbarian literature? And it's like First of all, Berserk is not barbarian literature, and for the, and the second of all, you know it's okay to read multiple things within that genre. Like, hey, your entire persona is built around heavy metal. You're probably listening to more than one band, aren't you? More than one song? Then shut the fuck up, maybe. Like it, it, it. it yeah. That whole thing about being overly critical and just being angry at everything. Oh, and I and I even like tweet, tweeted about that yesterday. It's like it must get so fucking taxing, and and yeah. I'm glad that I have like moved away from it. Like, oh my god, it must be such a miserable experience just to be fucking angry and upset and not able to enjoy anything whatsoever. Like, fuck me. Like there was a fucking thing. Uh... What was it like the mysterious center where he used to do like admiral animations and animation abominations? He had a good series and a bad series, and he just flat out said he stopped doing the good series because he couldn't find anything to talk about. And I'm like, wow, you a miserable cunt. Yeah, like, like obvi- that must suck. <laughs> obviously, like you're still gonna have me like at once. Berserk is done and all that. I'm going and done with the sonnet things i'm obviously gonna return to like review comics and gonna review the good and the bad and i'm gonna make fun of the bad and all that stuff but like just this whole existence of being like actually this is uh he used mm. a two by four it should actually be a three by four because that's what you like so, fucking who could fuck ass okay. oh, sh- shut the fuck up jump off a bridge oh my fucking god I'll show you a four by four in your fuckhead face. Boom, bonk, <laughs> kabonk. I'm too tired. Too uh, fucking and, tired for this and, shit. And 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 with that uh, four by four in the face, uh, I think we, we can call that a podcast. You had a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. Solid so two hours. Almost down to the very minute. So, oh, yeah. uh, thank you everyone for joining. We will see you next week. I think maybe next week we should. I still want to hear about your Final Fantasy adventures. And I'm probably also oh, going to oh talk yeah. about my One Piece adventures. But I think that we should maybe not, not have a, like an entire podcast about that again. Because that's been what we've been doing the last two. Yeah, no, that's fine. Like, uh, like uh, we'll, we'll, the next the next thing I'll probably do is like when I finish Heaven's Word. So I'll just talk about my adventures when I finish. And you'll just... Talk about one piece because by the time I finish Heaven's Word, will be the time you finish some significant arcs. So I think that'll be fine. With the fucking pace that you're moving in, we'll have to see. <laughs>
Anyway, we'll, we'll see. You, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Bye bye. Goodbye, everyone.